Welcome back, Stack Attack Squad, to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. Your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Hey now, what's going on, man? How you doing? It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. Flanking me to the right is my boy, Trader Andy. What's good, man? How you doing today? What's up, bro? How you feeling? I'm all right. I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, no you, big, uh, no big you deal. Going on the DL. Uh, I, I'm 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 actively going to be on the 15 day DL, not the IL. That's for snowflakes. Um, I don't say IL. I say DL. Yeah, DL, DL, DL. Um, so you got a PRP shot in your arm. Yeah, um, man. I'm trying to avoid arm. that. Uh, avoid that Tommy John surgery. Well, from, <laughs> so. from, what I, from what I remember, when you threw, uh, you could use the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a non-throwing arm injury. Uh, so you were you were thirty on control. <laughs> 30 I, I think i think they they had to make a new scale for me it was like negative 10 <laughs> they they used to t- tell all the outfielders to go behind the shortstop when i had to turn a double play so oh, those were those are fun ones those were the days those were the days that's great all right so so what's good man it, 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 is it over for you any more drafts left or you're done i'm done man done done over done and over with uh just trying to prepare uh, focusing on the real task at hand, which is uh, our DFS uh, grind. So yeah, I'm going to start focusing on that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We're actually going to do a show next Wednesday to uh, to lay out the opening day main slate, which starts at 1 o'clock on Thursday. So that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. We usually make money on a, on opening day, but it's more of a more of like a, a GPP type of day than a cash game day, right? Yeah, I mean, you obviously have to uh, see who's having a hot spring. The guys that uh, are going to be at the top of the lineup, who you know, you have to catch uh, catch something that goes high in the beginning and then falls out. So, yeah, I, I noticed I noticed two value plays that kind of jumped off the board for two thousand: Jeremy Pena and uh, Tsutsugo. So, there, there's definitely going to be a way to stack whoever the hell you want. So, it, it, you know how it goes; it, it all comes together easy. It's just a shame that Scherzer's not going to be pitching because he he's going to go eight innings on opening day. Yeah, who's hilarious? So, how about that, man? Wasn't that great? Yeah, he just you know told yeah. the bullpen. <laughs> you got the day off, I got, guys. I got you. <laughs> I got this. That was awesome. <laughs> Degrom's a snowflake, man. Give me the ball. <laughs> Imagine facing Degrom and then Scherzer. Oh, gosh. that's just not fair. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. All right. Well, well, my my draft season is not over. I have one more left. Um, that's on Saturday. That's actually my biggest money league, and it should be uh, – it's right in my wheelhouse. It's a redraft 12-team auction live. So, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better format for me. 12-team is just easy, you know. It's it's not even fair. So, yeah, that, that's that's how I fund next year's uh, um, buy-ins for all the other 21 leagues that I'm going to be in. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. All right. But uh, – yeah, um, Nick's not with us just yet. He's going to join us later on. So we actually want to recap our our turf league teams. Uh, we just had that draft with uh, with Mike Simeon and and, and uh, Zach Braff and and uh, Matt Williams the other day. So we're going to go through that, but we'll wait till Nick gets here later on. He's late as usual. Um, at least he's awake. We hope. Right. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe going to the hospital. You never know. Yeah, no, straight to pop, pop whenever he, he would have tweeted at us if, if hey on the way to the hospital, you know. And let me just tell you, there's nothing better than live drafts. And you know what? I really 
that draft was hit or miss. It was okay, but the best part of it was just watching Zach be on tilt all day. Even when the menu, he ordered something and it came out <laughs> wrong, and they didn't have it, and like he was on tilt. I just loved seeing that reaction. That's why live draft is so much better. Yeah, me, me and him had some epic battles on on the turn there. I was at fifteen, he was at fourteen, and you know he he took about five ten minutes to make the first pick, which he took Trout, which I was gonna do. I was trying to trying to figure out what the hell um, my plan was, and I, I my my plan was let the board fall to me. But I did end up taking Scherzer. But we'll get into that later on. No, but they they did say they were posting that uh, you know they were posting live results from everything, and they're like, yes, that is right. Bobby, Bobby Witt round three, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I was gonna do that too. You're good thing you took him. I was gonna take him. No, I love Bobby Witt. You know that man. Yeah. Like, I I I truly believe that Bobby Witt is. A future first round fantasy player, maybe why is that? even next year. Yeah, he's just got it talking. all, man. We told multi- po- you're gonna have multi position eligibility, hits for power, has the hit tool, can run, is young. Like, there's just so much to like there. Like, it, you know, it, Tatis is a, is, a, is a special individual. Trey Turner is a niche player because, because he runs so much. The rest of the First round type talent, really. You know, I, I'm going to take this guy over Bichette. They're probably similar similar players, but I I think I think that Witt ultimately is going to hit for a little bit more power overall with similar speed. Um, so Witt's my guy going forward. We took him in our yeah. 30 teamer first in the first round. You had um, to sell me got, on him, yeah. huh? You had to sell me on him, but I I, I, agree. I I don't hate it. And you know, let's get into it right away. Um, the the Tigers are are talking about possibly keeping two rookies. And the other one is the one we took in the second round, which is Riley Green. But Torkelson and Riley Green look like they're poised to make the team. Uh, You you think that's going to happen? It sounds like it. I'm hearing rumblings from people in Detroit saying that uh, Riley Green's probably going to go down for a couple weeks, even though he's leading off and he's doing very well holding his own. They said that Torque might actually make the team, but – both should be up in the first three weeks. I, I I thought they were both gonna make the team. Riley Green, I think he's gonna make the team, but then, you know, I've, the past couple of days I'm hearing people in Detroit who might have some inside and out info there, you know, saying that they might go down. Right. Well, one of the things I like about spring training is you get these managers interviewing during the game while the play while everything's going on. And he was talking about this, AJ Hinch, uh, as a uh, uh, Detroit was actually on, on defense at the time, and they're talking about Torkelson and, and and Green and what he needs to see from them. And he basically said, you know, from a team teammate perspective and the stick, it's all ready. It's just a matter of seeing the maturity and you, you know the rise to the occasion ability and the defense if that's going to be ready for it. And as he said that, Torkelson made an amazing play. And he said right there, he's like, that's exactly what we're looking for from these guys. We want to see that. We want to see that they could do that and rise to the occasion at that minute. And he said that. That was from the manager. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it today, but the play that Riley Green made today was like maybe the play of the year already. Uh, no, I diving, missed in, it. diving in the outfield. Yeah. It was sick. It was yeah. sick. Um, so I, I think these two have an inside track. I really think that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be up. The the bottom line is that. You know, the White Sox have been kind of wishy-washy with this offseason. They didn't really do that much, right? And everybody's waiting for them to trade Kimbrell, 
for another offensive piece, preferably a second baseman or an outfielder. Their big move was trading for Adam Hazley. That's not doing much for you. Good defensive <laughs> player, decent yeah. stick, you know, whatever. But he's not moving the needle anywhere for anybody. Um, you know, they never really address second base. They're waiting for this big move. It didn't happen. Detroit is actually, yeah, Detroit, Detroit on the, they, they honestly, if, if I guarantee you, if they could go back, they would undo the Kimbrel magical trade right now because magical is the perfect player for them right now. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the whole bottom line is that Detroit is probably possibly the second best team in the division. The pitching is good. It's not quite the level of the White Sox, but uh, it's, it's solid. Improved. It's solid. And if you with, with these guys with, with with adding bias to the lineup, and then this young, fresh energy with with uh you know the the veterans like like uh, Miggy, they you know, they're going to have a chance. They're going to compete for the wild card this year. I really believe that. I said it about Seattle last year, and I was right. I I think Detroit is going to be in line for a possible playoff spot. So you need to do that from day one because every game counts, right? Yeah. With the expanded playoffs this year, they, they don't they can't give up games. I, I really don't think that they're going to be able to really challenge the White Sox. I would bet it. It's probably I think their bullpen. I think their bullpen is very weak, though. Yeah, that's there's sure. one glaring need. I think that's it. Yeah, they and got, they got, they got the fifty Sox, cent at the back end. <laughs> and if they had, if the White Sox uh, took Conforto, like I thought they were pressing to do i thought that would, it was going to be a nice little match because they're very very right-handed and conforto fits well but i've just read reports that he got hurt in the off season with his shoulder it's a little dinged up he was uh diving and i don't know if you read this i saw this somewhere that's saying uh he didn't want to sign with a team when he wasn't 100 percent, so he's waiting for his shoulder to heal up yeah i think that's a bunch of bs but <laughs> Dude, he, he's he's tied to draft pick compensation, so he's going to have to wait for opening day before he signs a contract. That's all it is. Why would somebody sign him today when they could sign him a week from now after no. a game is played and no. not give up draft pick compensation for it, right? No. Makes no sense. But you no. know, back, back to Green and, and <clears throat> Torkelson, if, if you read the tea leaves, I, you know, the NFBC had their main event this year, this past weekend. And, and Torkelson, who looks like he's going to be there, went at a mat, uh, min pick of 249, but Riley Green went at 196. It's the speed on the, factor. On the lowest end. It's the, the speed, speed factor, factor. yeah. Yep. But you still got to make the team. Yep. I mean, I, I took him in – I took Riley Green in round 21 of TGFBI, and it was, it was – honestly, it was just like I hated the round. There was nothing I wanted to do. I didn't like any of the closer candidates. I already had all my uh, my speculative starters packed up. I'm like, I'm going to take a, a moonshot right here, and then you know I filled out my uh, my outfield with uh, Manny Margot later on. But Riley Green may end up paying off for me. Definitely. You know, I I think you might be right. I I think Torkelson gets the job day one. Green might go down for two or three weeks. Although I I can't really justify it, but you know. You could say that he's leading off right now because they want to see more. Yes, yeah. he was batting seventh and eighth with, with Torkelson for a couple of weeks there. Uh, it, you know, I, I just I, I think by the All Star All Star break, Torkelson and Green are two three in that lineup, and and, and they're mashing, and they may be two of the 
they, they may be two of the favorites for the uh, rookie of the year at that point, battling with Bobby Witt. Two, two, three is bold. Wow. I mean, look at the lineup. Why not? I love Candelaria. I, I think he's going to be slot he, right in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, they got Baez. You got uh, Badu. I, I think you're not going to want to put pressure on these guys batting them two, three. I think they're going to yeah, be six, they, seven. Six, talent seven. rises to the top, though, man. If they're the yeah. best options, you do it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So. You know, I talk about um, watching spring training games and getting information from the manager. Yeah, I'm a Phillies fan, and I watch the Phillies. And I can right. tell you right now, you can write this down. Bryson Stott is the starting third baseman on opening day for the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. Yeah. You could write that down. When, when yeah, you know, if you watch the crawl on the bottom of of it, it says that <clears throat> Stott and Didi Gregorius are battling for the starting shortstop position. No, <laughs> no, that's not it. Didi looks great. He made an amazing play today. He's been defensively amazing all spring, playing shortstop every day. Stott's playing third base two out of every three games. Bats at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, he, he's hitting over 500 so far this spring with an OPS over 1-2, one, one I think it is. Um, Stott looks locked in. He's playing good defense. Bohm is absolutely lost. He's batting 136. <laughs> He got a little seeing eye base hit today that brought that up from point ninety, and he's just lost. And he's the worst defensive player on the team on a bad defensive team. That's so, a bold statement right there because they suck in the field. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Didi is average to above average. Uh, you know, Vierling's probably going to man center field for the most part every day, and he's he's an average defensive player. Bryce Harper's slightly above average. There, there's some bright spots. I mean, Castellanos is a hack in left field. Um, and on days that Schwarber's out there, just, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, shift. <laughs> so, but it, it, it's it's going to happen. Bryson Stott is going to be a huge uh, guy to pick up on the waiver wire this, on base, this weekend. On base machine. Yeah, he's going to be on base. And, and the amazing thing about Stott is – if you watch him, he he just resembles Bryce Harper so much. His swing, his approach, everything. And they're roommates. You know, Bryce Harper makes the decisions for this franchise. He told he told Dambrowski that he needed to get two of the three of uh Castiano, Schwarber, and Bryant. Bryant was their first choice. He didn't want them because he wanted seven years and he wanted to live in Denver. So he chose to go. To to uh, Denver, my uh, my not Miami. Philly only offered five years, so it was a little <laughs> bit of a, of a shortcoming contract for him. So they went the other route and got the other two guys. But Bryce Harper's making the calls over there, and he loves Stott. They roomed together in spring training. Like he he's got the job. It, you could write it down. And another note: um, if, if you're still drafting, you know Zach Eflin looks great on the Phillies. Like. He's going he's gonna to pitch the third game of the season. He pit, threw 51 pitches today. Uh, Girardi said 65 pitches um, next week, next start. And then by his third game of the season, which should be uh, game three uh, against Oakland at home, he should be available for 80 to 85 pitches at that point. So you could fire him up day one, right? Awesome. Definitely. Love definitely. It. Love it. All right. Um, so last week we got some bad news in the in the fantasy uh, world when our 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 uh, heartthrob of the spring O'Neill Cruz got sent down. <laughs> Where are you at with that, Andy? Is, is he's coming back, right? 
we're not gonna yeah. have to wait too yeah. long. I just I I would hate to be a pirate fan. Like I, I just see so many outcries. Like he's definitely the best shortstop in that organization. I, he will outplay Kevin Newman right now. I mean, there's I mean, you could probably outplay Kevin Newman at shortstop, and you're a lefty. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. The kid was making a nice plays in the field. Uh, he is, and that's what they're saying. They said he sent him down because he is to work on his defense. So I just you, you're you're going to lose 110 games with or with Odile Cruz in the minors. It's horrible. The Pirates are horrible. They're about to trade Brian Reynolds. You know another. Uh, I don't know, man. That, it, it seemed like it might have been a bunch of crap because. All, all the rumors this morning happened because he didn't work out with the team in the morning. But then by the time the game start, he was in the lineup and he hit a home run today. So, okay. you know, it, it seems like it was conjecture. I think, I think the problem for him. Yeah. I, I think the problem with Cruz is that, you, you know, uh, Cole Tucker and, and uh, what's his name? The boring guy. I already forgot Newman. his name. Newman. Newman. You know, then they tried they tried him out in the outfield, and you know you're looking at uh, um, what the hell's his name, Satsugo, uh, Ben Gamel, Greg Allen. These guys are hitting like all yeah. of them have an OPS over one so far in the spring. So just in this fifteen, um, this fifteen at bat sample size, they're doing enough to kind of say, oh, we could put him down and let him work on defense. We want him to be ready to uh, to to play the outfield and whatnot. So there's plenty of opportunity for them to send him down, but he needs to come back up quick. What really upsets me about the situation is that in the collective bargaining agreement this year, they made a new rule that if you have a player that finishes in the top three in the rookie of the year, you get an extra draft pick. Like, yeah. do they not care about that? Or do yeah. they look at that extra draft pick and say, "Oh, that's somebody else we got to pay," you know? Horrible. It's disgusting. So we're uh, we're out. O'Neill Cruz so far painful. Um. Well, Nick, thanks for joining us, man. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. How no you, problem. How are you doing? Got to put the baby to sleep with the wife. Yep. All right. All good. All right. Got, got cool. my drink. I'm set. Welcome aboard, man. So, are are you done drafting as well, or you got something left in the tank? I got two, uh, two left, and I'm drafting for a buddy for his league on Sunday. He's basically said, "If uh, I finish, I'll give you a cut." Nice. <laughs> so, my yeah, we're, I'll draft. we're at the point now that we're a proxy. People we're are exactly. paying for our services. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, for, Jeff, are you okay up there? I know you're not. I'm center. good, man. I'm good. Center. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Sure. You're no. Nixon, your spot. I don't know if you. Oh, because if, yeah. if I'm going to move him, I have to move my arm, and I really don't want to do that. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I can't let you troll me like that. I actually just made, uh, uh, and uh, Andy and I are a points league right now, and I just made my farm pick of uh, Joe Ryan, who I believe I just saw as a Twins opening day starter. That, that's legit. I saw that. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, yep. why not? Joe Ryan. Opening day starter for the Twins, not Sonny Gray. Yeah, that's Very gonna be, that's kind of surprising, man. I'm stu- I'm stunned by that. That's, it, it, that's it's crazy. It's got to have something. It's got to have something to do with how things are lined up. You know, they probably couldn't get Sonny Spring. Gray uh, on on uh, on schedule. Yeah. You know, when he came in and joined the team and everything. Mm-hmm. 
or maybe they want their best pitcher for a home opener. I, I don't know what it the schedule be. is. I didn't look at the schedule they Whatever. played first, but yay, yeah, that's interesting. Right. For playing, points, that's great. great. The home opener is next Thursday versus Robbie Ray in Seattle. Okay. All right. There you go. So he's starting at home. Nice. Good for him. Good for him. Not be, yeah. I will not be firing him up. He, yeah, yeah, he's gonna get blown up on day one. Yeah, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but the question I, is, I, I, I think I just is, found our opening day stack, buddy. <laughs> the question is, is Julio Rodriguez gonna be in that stack? Oh, he's it, still I, up. No, it is gonna happen, man. He's uh, still up. Hasn't oh, been sent I'm down so, yet. I'm so excited for him. Uh, yeah, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm stacking. Mean, by the way, I'm I'm stacking the Mets on opening day, going against Lefty Corbin. Oh yeah, light them up. All right. All right. Have fun. Hello. Corbin. CFS. Nick, Nick, jump on. They they say Corbin's looking pretty good so far. Corbin has been looking good. He has, but he he's also a lefty, and uh, certain guys on the Mets team crush lefties. So. But Corbin has looked good. He's I'm trying to sell him off in one of my pods right now in my uh, DFSs. Speaking of the Mets, I saw Boris put out a statement about Conforno last night. I don't know if you guys talked about that yet. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's he calls Bor- it BS. <laughs> yeah, nobody's on my client. Nobody's on my client yet, so I have to. Uh, I got to put something out. So somebody in the comments said, you know, next time I cheat on my wife, I'm going to hire Scott Boris. <laughs> to, to come up with an excuse for me because that's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? I saw somebody who got injured for walking his dog. I didn't see the name of the player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the, the closer. That was Romano. Uh, that was Romano. Yeah, yes, Romano. I said that to you. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah he's all right, though. Not, nothing to worry about, Jordan Romano. No, no concern. Zero? Zero. Walking his dog. Y- Yimmy Garcia is not going to do it. Sorry. Put the dog in a bubble. All right. Put the dog in a bubble. Put Yimi Garcia on ice. Fire up Jordan Romano. If you're drafting, take take the one round of uh, of discount b- based on this because it'll happen. People are gonna are, are gonna fall back. Uh, this week in in the NFBC main, he went 47th overall as as the highest pick, which is in the in the beginning of the fourth round. That's pretty damn good. But the arm's electric. Ooh. Your wife, your wife heard, your yeah. wife heard that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little chilly in here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the best. That's awesome. All right, so uh, let, let's continue with closers. You pop, you pop the cherry with Romano. Let's keep, uh, keep on that. It looks like Jake McGee has the inside track on the San Francisco uh, closing job, despite the fact he hasn't thrown one pitch in the Cactus League just yet. Um, but you know, heard it out of the horse's mouth. Gabe Kapler said it straight out that if today were opening day, I guess J- Jake McGee would be the uh, would be the guy. Um, so yeah. far this week in the main, Duvall's gone as high as one twelve. McGee's gone as high as one seventeen. So and if BC drafters right are still kind of thinking it's going to be a timeshare, don't trust a Kapler closer. It's you know, it's a true it's a true split. I wouldn't go absolutely crazy with him. I mean, if you're desperate for saves, there's your spot guy. But it's I don't go too crazy, right? I, I what round did I take? I I I took him Duvall. I have in the 14th round as my second closer. 
I backed it up with Robert Suarez later and, and a shot on Anthony Bass. So I have some other speculative saves out there. So I'm not sweating it too much that, that Duvall is, is looking like, you know, he, he's taking a back seat. Um, do you, do you handcuff these guys in drafts? Do you, it's too high. That's too high for, too high for yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah, Can't go that, fourteen. If, if, one, if one if one was going in like the late one hundreds, I would say yeah, go for it. But that's like back to back rounds. You're handcuffing them, right? Well, I I mean, in most leagues that have drafted, McGee is probably the top guy on waivers going in. If yeah. you're doing waivers this Sunday, as far as saves right now, uh, you might see Kittredge, Daniel if, Hudson, if, if a team drafted early. Shut up. Um, <laughs> he's one, you know, maybe. I, so, how, how do you prioritize it? I mean, I, I I watched some of the Dodgers today too, and and Gratterall looked freaking lights out too. Yeah, Coming it's gonna be. Game. I mean, Blake's gonna get. I don't know if they if LA finishes with say forty five saves this year. I think Blake gets maybe twenty of them. That's a he lot. Of, there, he, that's a lot of saves. He's their best. He's their best reliever, though. I think no, they're going to put him in situations that are going to be appropriate for what he's, he's in. Not, a high leverage he's not, spot. He's not going to get half the saves. Wow. Yeah, but if he's if it's a high leverage spot in the eighth inning, he's going to come in. If it's a complete save opportunity, I think they might slide him in. But I don't think it's a true one horse race there. All right. And they both they both gave up runs today too. That's why I drafted. That's why I drafted Chapman in our mm -hmm. league. Yeah. Uh, so so if you're drafting trying in in the ninth round. You're probably not loving it too much, right? I mean, earlier in ratio, er ratios. Yeah, a month ago we were getting him like in the 14th round because Kenley was still around. But oh, that's scary, man. This is why you have to take your. I, I, I mean, in all seriousness, especially if you're doing a redraft league, if you're a commissioner of a league, you have to go to saves plus holds in some way, shape, or form, and you got to go down to one catcher. Our home leagues are like resistant about it and everything, you know, because we're old, ninety years old. But truth be told, yeah. ah, Joe Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have done. I would have done do the that. same thing. I would have done the same thing at four. Trining. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's lock, stock, and barrel in a in a dynasty league where twenty five players per team are kept. It's tough. Know. That's why you just gotta draft setup guys and hope for the best at that point. Saves right. and holds, saves and holds is the way to go. Did Did you see uh, Freddie Freeman his his first interview as a member of the Dodgers? They asked him, uh, you know, like, oh, is there any any player that you're glad that uh, you know they're on your side now? You know, you got some superstars on this team. You know, you got Mookie, all these guys, Kershaw, everything. He goes. He goes, no. He's like, I'm just glad I never have to face Trinan again because how he's throwing 98 miles an hour and it bends eight feet in midair, like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's why, I mean, losing him as a closer hurts. That sucks because you probably draft him at a high position to have that save opportunity, but the ratios are going to be very, very good. It's going to help you out at least with that. And who knows? Uh, maybe maybe Dave Roberts pulls it over and just says, screw it. He's going to be a 40 save guy. We don't you know. Who knows? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, it, it just reeks like all of these closer situations and it's been this way since December. Yeah. They just reek of you put them in your lineup and you get nothing. You take them out and they bang three saves in three days. Well, that's why it, turf. It I drafted Hendrick. I drafted Hendricks in the third and turf. I almost took him in the second round. Yeah. I, I don't do that that early, but you know what? In a 15 teamer in an industry league, 
sometimes you just got to, you know, jump it. Right, but can't you see a scenario where Hendricks gives up two home runs in a week and now they're going to Kimbrell? No. Easily. No. Easily. Mm, no, I think he's locked in there. I'm still not convinced Kimbrell's on that de- uh, that team in May. It, it does it, it in all honesty, like I don't understand why he wouldn't be. I don't understand that. Unless it's really a financial situation that they're strapped and they can't advance the team without shedding that 16 million. Like he's lights out. Like I think he, I think you'll see him traded if there's like a freak injury, like at Eloy last year banging against the wall. I think you see like a freak injury. Maybe you see them trade him and try and grab somebody that can start in the play. I don't know because they're a win now team, right? I don't know. Yeah, they're they're, they're probably going to sign Conforto a weekend. Yeah, uh, and Andrew Vaughn goes to the bench. No, that's fairly fairly comfortable. We'll be, yep. we'll be playing second base. He'll <laughs> <That's, that's, laughs> be catching. Who's uh, going to play second base for them? Lurie Garcia. Yes, pretty much. Uh, All right, he's men. Danny why do you get, why do you gotta trade Nikki Magical? Why do you gotta do it? That that's what we were talking about we were before talking you came about. on. Is like it, if they could trade Kimbrel for Magical right now, they'd probably do it. And they made that trade in the other direction to try to win a championship, and they failed. And yeah, the Cubs can. But he was out. Was Magical was out for a year, so I understand it. it yeah, he's out. Cubs got a nice little They got a nice little stack going. Yep. Speaking of speaking of that, Magical's batted batted uh, leadoff two out yep. of the last three games. So and he's got Sleeper. Seiya Suzuki hitting Sleeper. bombs after him. Like that's looking nice, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Clint Frazier crushed a bomb the other day too. Yep. Yeah, Bobby, that is true. Uh, Comforto, it, they they offered him a qualifying offer, and he did not accept it. Um, so uh, I'm sorry. They they basically any any team signs him now, they have to give draft pick compensation to the Mets. So once the season starts, there was a player this happened to like two years ago too. I can't remember who it was. I didn't think it was the start of the season though. I thought it was like in June or something. He's gonna be heavily he's gonna be discounted too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And especially in like if you're drafting like an AL NL only format, I highly doubt even especially in AL only, he's gonna he's not gonna be drafted. He's one hundred percent worth a flyer at the end if he's not signed yet. Yep. Obviously if he doesn't sign with an AL team, you just cut him. Yep. All right, so we, we just talked about Madrigal with the with the lineup spot. Andy, what do you think about your boy, uh, Captain Kirk, batting fifth uh, a couple times in a row now? Um, the masher. That, that's a beautiful spot, man. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to get the PT. Uh, he's going to get some DH time. He's going to play maybe one day behind the plate, keep the eligibility. I, his bat is outstanding. I, I think uh, people are a little afraid about the, the uh, playing time, but I think uh, – you know, if he's mashing, he will be in, and his contact skill rate is off the charts. I'm all, I'm all in. I've been all in for years, and it's about to ha- happen. Well, he's doing what he needs to do right now. He's batting like 360 this spring with an OPS of uh, like 104 or something like that. Um, you know, but slotting in there between uh, Bichette and Guriel is pretty, pretty nice, man. That's. <laughs> An opportunity for some runs and some ribbies, absolutely, man. I, I I said it to you earlier. I have my last auction this week. It's a one catcher league, and I might just target him as my my catcher one because it's just going to allow me to do so much more. Because it's going to go for two bucks, you know. All right, um, 
looking at some other lineup position players. Uh, you know, Schwarber has always been known as a uh, as a leadoff hitter because he has such good on base on base skills and everything. And you know, forty home runs at, out of a leadoff hitter that's pretty sweet. But it also looks like Josh Donaldson might be getting that role. Also, the Yankees hmm. have, have slotted him there twice. You know, yeah. they, they, they alluded to well. it, and then the next day he was there. So he's he's doing very well this spring for the Yankees. Yep, he's a very very sneaky pick. Yep, absolutely. I I love Donaldson. I mean, I I I, I don't have enough shares. I got a couple of dynasty shares. He was a, a massive uh, target of mine in turf this week, but it didn't it didn't come to a fruition. He got sniped, but I, I, I'm I'm definitely buying on Donaldson. You too, Andy, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, any other hitters jumping out at you before we talk a little bit of uh, starting pitching? I'm going to stay oh. in the Yankees, you know, okay. in the Yankees uh, lineup. Um, Go figure. I got him for a dollar in our league. Uh, Isaiah Kiner Falafa. Ralph Kiner Falafel. Thank you. He um he's having a good spring. He's going to provide 10, 15, you know, stolen bases. In a deep format, I took him in turf. Why not? He's gonna he's gonna play probably every day. Yep. You want to know the sneaky thing to do with him? If you have a league with a bench, you gotta have him on your team because there's a damn good chance he's gonna catch a game or two here and there. And if Wally. you're in a league with, with one game eligibility, you get fifteen steals from your catcher spot. That's a catcher one, dude. Doesn't matter what I, else he does. And speaking of uh, that too, I think Eric Haas from the. Tigers. I keep. I keep wanting to say Lions because it's football's in the brain. But I think they just said today he's going to play all over the place. Yeah, he's going to yep. DH. He's going to play the outfield. They put him in left field too. So, so that alone just says 130 maybe games. Yeah, he he resuscitated my uh, TGFBI team last year. Yeah, he had home runs. So, yep. what about uh, Keston? You are my hero. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about him for years, guys. Not, so, not touching that you one. Yeah, you know, I, I was excited when he. Popped his fourth home run today, off who uh, he hit off of uh, somebody big. It was it was a, it wasn't a Miley pitcher. I forgot who. Oh, Rasiel Iglesias. He's gonna bat two. He's gonna bat like two oh six this season. It would be an improvement. <laughs> That's an improvement. Oh, it is. Oh, all right. From last year, it's an improvement. So, <laughs> oh my god. He's gonna hit five home runs this year. <laughs> I already, I already said he wasn't gonna. I say he's gonna do. He's gonna do good. Trust me. I, ho I hope he does well. I was high in him and uh, fell off a cliff, but. Sell right. high, buy low. Time to so buy. your other, your other boy in the uh, in the Brew Crew in the outfield, he's uh, he's gaining some steam. You know what I'm talking about? Tyrone. Yeah. Oh, Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I, I yeah, I'll talk about him when we get to uh, our turf teams. But you know, he he obviously needs the opportunity. He could do a little bit of everything. He's probably not going to bat much higher than 250, but he he steals bases. He'll def he's got some pop, you know. He's an exciting young player. There's definitely something there. Oh, for sure. So go go back to Keston Hara for a second. I will give you each one million dollars if you could tell me the top five players in OPS so far this spring. Keston Hara. Hara is one of them. He's number three. Bryce Harper. No. Damn it. Another one we mentioned already today is Riley Green is number five. He number, hit a bomb yesterday, two days ago. He's got to be in that open day lineup. Yep. Um, number four is Paul DeYoung. Uh, yeah. Keston is number three. 
Goldschmidt, number two, and number one. Andy and I were talking about this off the air. No shot at making the team. Edward Olivares <laughs> of the Kansas City Royals in 25 at bats. He's got three dongs, two stolen bases, batting 560 with an OPS of 173. Give the man a chance. Speaking of giving him giving some chances, uh, Ronald Guzman for the Yankees has been having a crazy spring. Put him on the put him on the bench. Yeah, yeah, but that's the problem is there's no more National League games, so you don't need that stick off the bench that could hit you 15 home runs a year. You know, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Matt Stairs, pour one out for my boy. Oh, <laughs> stairs. Never heard that name in a while. That was my guy, bro. That was my guy. All right. Um, one one uh one guy I wanted to mention real quick before we skated onto the starting pitchers. Uh relief pitcher Art Warren is getting a lot mm. of buzz in Cincinnati. Um, the concern there is that Luis Sessa and Hunter Strickland are a little bit more seasoned and experienced at the major league level, but Warren last year, 41 and a half percent strikeout rate throws a hundred guys, nasty uh, Sims is not quite throwing yet. So there's an opportunity for, you know, this is like you, you were saying before, Nick, uh, um, with Trinan similar situation. This guy's going to have a huge strikeout rate for you. Give you some great ratios. Even if the saves aren't there, he's somebody to plug in your lineup early in the season. Yeah. Especially in only format too. Yep. And that's the thing, too, that very few people think about is early in the season when these starting pitchers are going three innings, four innings, five innings, Scherzer are going nine. Um, it might be smarter to have one of these high-leverage relievers in there that might, you might vulture yeah. a couple wins and set a baseline with your, uh, and you, um, with, with your, with your ratios quickly. And you got to think, too, with the, um, with the lockout, the reduced spring training, a lot of these pitchers, again, aren't up to par right now. You might not see full six, seven, eight, nine any games out of these guys right off the bat, especially with the shortened season. I mean, the shortened, you know, spring training and whatnot. Right. Um, the 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 last closer situation <clears throat> that I'm kind of keeping my eye on, and it's it's kind of me against Andy on this one. Uh, it's Robert oh, Suarez man. versus Denilson Lamet. Lamet's oh, got the stuff. Oh, no, you you didn't put Lamet on there. Who'd you put on that list? Huh? Who? You put Suarez versus Pagan. Pagan is still me, in the mix. He's, he's, a my setup. he's a setup guy. He he's give a me setup. my respect. Yo, CBS has him for 31 saves. Oh, God. I don't look Pagan? at that crap. Uh, Madrid's going to hit 11 home runs, too, but let's move on. And steal four bases. Oh. So batting 260. We got, I got one more closing situation, though. Lamette is going to be the cream of the crop. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna to rise lead, to the top. He's going to lead the team in saves. Okay. Right. Mic drop. Mic drop. I got one more. Miami. Uh, Dylan Fluro just started throwing today. He's uh, scheduled tomorrow for another throwing session. Um, I still think he starts the season on the IL, DL, whatever you want to call it. Um, Bender, Bass, Bass Fishing. One of Bass, those guys got to get in there. Bass is going to I think Bass has the uh, the front track. So if he starts the season hot, he keeps it. If he struggles a little bit, when Fluro comes back, Fluro probably slides back in. He was pretty dominant last year. So I guess we'll oh. have to see with that. Or gets traded. Or gets traded. If you want to talk stuff, it's Anthony Bender by by oh, leaps and bounds, man. He's but very that's, that's the ra- that's he's the trying guy. Is he gonna he's not gonna close probably? He might be the high leverage guy. Right. Dylan Floro was like one of my 
plant the flag players last year, and it paid off. So kind of hard for me to go against him. You, um, I'm, I'm, hoping he, I'm hoping he reclaims the job for uh, you know, personal stakes. Doug, Doug got that flag and threw it away. Yep, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> with, with closers, yeah, we know that. All right, all right. So we just mentioned the Padres. One quick note, starting pitching-wise, Nick Martinez over from Japan. Very l- few people talking about this guy. He's got the inside track on the number five starter so far this spring. Seven innings, seven strikeouts. One run allowed, whip under one, looking pretty good. Chris Paddock does not look right yet. Nick Martinez, take him down a as a dollar dollar starting pitcher at the end of your draft. A um, couple other pitchers, a lot to be excited about in Cincinnati right now from a starting pitching perspective, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. You love it. All right, Andy, you want to you talk about Hunter Green a little bit? No. I want <laughs> Nick Lodolo. I love that guy. He, yeah. he hasn't been named into the starting rotation yet, but I he think will. he's better than Hunter Green. I think he's better than Hunter Green. I think he's going to be a stud. I love him. His stuff is off the charts. He's done nothing but dominate. Uh, I think Hunter Green, there's much more risk there than Lodolo. But I, I feel that both in the in there with uh, little Tyler Molly, uh, it's a nice little rotation. Castillo. No, it's not. Everything else is terrible. Yeah. Re- Reaver, San Martin, and Vladimir Gutierrez. But – that's terrible. But you said something very, very, very smart. Lodolo is super sneaky. Nobody's going to draft him because you don't see his name in the opening rotation, but you do see Hunter Green. Name. He's they the already right announced now. Tyler Molly is going to pitch the first game and the fifth game because of the way that the days off come. So they don't need a fifth starter the first turn through the rotation. So Lodolo is going to be down in triple A for the opening day, which is the second, which I believe is Tuesday of uh, of next week. And then you will see him probably by the third third time through the rotation. So he's, he's definitely he's, he's, worth putting on your bench because he's going to be up in April. Definitely. Take, take him in the last round. Yep. Hell yeah, man. I'm in. Uh, and he's somebody in NFBC leagues to sneaky, sneaky Sunday to pick up in fab because it's still a universal player pool Sunday before you can pick up anybody you want in the NFBC. Once the season starts, they have to be in the major leagues. What is it, 8 o'clock, Jeff, or 9 o'clock lock for NFBC? Uh, no, I, I think it's 10. 10? All right. I, I think it's 10 Eastern. I, I don't yeah, remember. This Sunday, we'll, we'll Sunday it's going to be wild this Sunday. Yep. Well, I, I'll have my article coming out, which will be uh, – It'll be posted on our site, and it, it's going to go on Fantasy Six Pack. Also, my NFBC uh, waiver wire article that I do every single week uh, throughout the year. So that'll be out early on Sunday morning. So I, I'll make sure that I touch base on the time. Yeah, I'm going to try and put out too. a uh, small sleeper article. I might be sending it to you tomorrow if I can get time to it. Um, touching on what we were talking about the closer situation. A couple late round guys. Lodolo is a perfect late round guy. Dude, you better rest up, bro. You don't have many hours left to sleep. Whew, it's uh, <laughs> it's any day. Yeah, <laughs> any day, any week. I don't know yet. It's a lot it's of dirty time. diapers. A lot of dirty diapers. Uh, the twins are coming. They're coming. <laughs> she's she's in a lot of pain right now. So she's on that out. note, on that note, for everyone who's watching, this will probably be Nick's last one for a while. We'll see. Maybe I'll be here next <laughs> week. Maybe I won't be. We don't know. Well, l- l- listen, next Sunday. All right, our our show lineup next Wednesday. 
evening. It'll be just me and Andy doing a, uh, a DFS preview for opening day. And then we'll be back on the air on Sunday. Nick, you're not even welcome. We're going to bring in our boy, Andy <laughs> McGann, for his debut on the mic um, <laughs> to do a waiver wire show with us for uh, next There's Sunday. There's a good possibility I'm going to have two twins in my hands and I'm going to be changing diapers. Nice. I've already accepted watching the NFL draft with two babies strapped to my chest. So it's going to happen. That's going to be hard. To, that's going to be hard to tweet. It's going to be, it's going to be, <laughs> especially when they trade for DK Metcalf at any point or AJ oh. Brown or Debo Samuel. I'm done with football. We're good. Yeah. Please. All right. All please. right. Um, a couple of veteran pitchers that are looking up, uh, looking up, looking up. Alex Cobb looks like he added about three Ooh, miles an hour to the fastball. 97. 97. Great e park factor. EEDs. Let's go. That's all right, man. I'm going to go three miles an hour. Fantasy, just... fantasy does not worry about that. Just get the stats. <laughs> yeah, until they get suspended. Oops. Whoops. Um, Drop them. Uh, old man Verlander looking good. Didn't get the solid. opening day start, but he looks solid. Uh, he's probably going to be a, a a lock, stock, and barrel SP2 this season, and he's going to be one of those players that in about two weeks, the three of us are going to be lamenting the fact that we have very few shares. None. Zero. I yep. I it hurts. Um, well, so maybe, maybe, maybe this week I'll get a share. All right. Now, I, I usually lean towards uh, the old man pitching, uh, but there's a couple of young young bucks that are looking pretty good. Uh, the right or the wrong killer, and Matthew Brash. What do you guys think of these two guys? They're definitely going to be in the rotation, looking huge this spring. What do you think? Andy, I'll let you take Keller. the – what's let that? Let you take the Keller one. It's Mitch Keller. Yeah. It's Mitch Keller until he puts the up right a 5.0 ER in Keller. April, and then I completely delete this message because he, he looks good this spring. But – um. He worries me just because of the past, but he looks like he's really controlling himself this some uh, spring. For the price, I don't know. I, I've been getting him in every draft at that very last round. That's a problem, man. That's a problem. Well, a few you, drafts. You've been doing that for like two years. <laughs> Do I have him in turf? Let's see. So we've drafted so many times. No, I don't have him in turf. But um, yeah, he's he's a nice flyer. If he sucks, you drop him. But I think he's going to be at least a decent SP four or five. Cool, cool. All right, Andy, talk about Matt yeah, Brash. That's your minute. boy. That's your boy. Uh, I started doing a little research on him back in the day, watching a little uh, Pitching Ninja, and uh, I was like, this stuff is outstanding. So I just kept on tracking it. Uh, he uh, has a little issue with possible control, getting the curveball over for strikes. If he does that, you're looking at a mid rotation starter with high uh, strike time, strikeouts. Uh, if he doesn't get the control, he's going to wind up going back to the bullpen because the Mariners have tons of options and he will be replaced. But uh, I love what I see from now. Uh, he's going to get the role. Uh, he's going to be a sneaky one. And uh, I've, I've many, many shares. Yeah. Nice. You, you know what would absolutely break my heart if they were to find out that Pitching Ninja doctors his videos? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> They have I to live, check him. They have to check him after. after. Well, let me see. Let me see. Him. <laughs> all right. All right. Any other, any other players you guys want to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I want to breeze through each of our turf teams. You know, it's one of the one of the preeminent expert leagues out there, and it was the first time in an expert league that we've all drafted against each other. So I want to kind of touch each of our teams. 
Um, yeah, really. Outside um, of that, you want to want to touch on before that. The, I'm going to touch on the rookies really fast. Um, reported today, Reed Detmers is the favorite for the sixth spot in uh, Anaheim. <laughs> that sounds flyer. crazy. Kate uh, Cavalli got absolutely crushed, so he's off the redraft radar. And uh, I'm still high on Aaron Ashby. I think he's a Freddie Peralta 2.0. Nice, nice. Andy, anybody else or? No, just don't don't really take too much stock into the rookie pitchers. Uh, mm -hmm. They're they're really not going to be worth it. They'll also no. have mostly have uh, innings limit on them as well. And you know, just for instance, like a guy that I started really liking last year, uh, Jeff talked me out of it. I did a little more research, got out of the shares of Casey Mize. Now I'm back in because <laughs> it's time to buy. Sell high, buy low, move on. All right, nice. All right, let's talk turf real quick. 15-team, NFBC, 30-rounder, uh, live draft. Uh, had had a, a really good time. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Nick, you had the highest pick out of all I of did. us. I did. Uh, so we'll start with your team. Did you okay. – play independent of players, did you have any outward goal of what you wanted to do with this team or you're just playing the board? So honestly, I had no plan. Uh, round one. I wanted Cole or Bryce Harper. I was going to see who fell to me. Cole went pick seven. I had pick eight. So I went Bryce Harper pick eight. And uh, from there, I was just playing the board. Um, I mean, Bryce Harper fell to me at eight. I took that. I took uh, Julio Urias with my second pick. And then I played, uh, played a little risky. I took uh, Liam Hendricks with my third pick. Uh, I wanted to lock in the closes before they started going crazy. I think Hader went a couple picks before me. Yeah. Nobody took Hendricks. So I said, you know what? Let me just... Get my closer. I'll be good. Uh, I went a little extra Yankee heavy, which I wasn't a fan oh, of. Figure. I wasn't a fan of it, but the value was just there on the board. I mean, I have no. I am. I, I had those yeah. Stanton shares. If he's healthy, he's a forty home run guy. Lemayhu was nice. That was really nice. Lemayhu, I like the value yeah. of him. Um, Kiner Falaya. I can't pronounce his name. Jeez. I like him. Um, but then I mean, with a deep league, you got to go with value. Uh, Lane Thomas. I'm a fan of late. Uh, Brandon Marsh, I'm a fan of. Alex Triloff, we all love. Uh, when you go to pitching, I, I love um, – I took Cease. I took Manaya. Uh, Mark Stroman was a late flyer. I went with it. Jose Uriquiti, pretty happy with that. Um, Jazz Chisholm for my saves. And um, super hot catcher. Steel, steel, Kyle steel. Wait, 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 what? Higoshiaka. Oh. Kyle Higoshiaka, he's red hot right now for the Yankees. I don't know if he's the opening day starter. Maybe they swing a trade for Sean Murphy, but he has been red hot for the Yankees. I think he's on like four or five home runs this spring, and he's been looking decent. Dude, Andy, Andy, you're you're a lifelong catcher, man. You you you, you can't trade for a catcher, like not even not in the, season. Uh, yeah. It doesn't work. Like these I, I guys are locked happen. in, man. They they might add somebody to put into the rotation, but it, the work that they're doing with the pitchers is more important than the stick. Yeah. You have to know right. your staff. You can't just go in there in the middle of the season. Right. I thought so Contreras I, I, was a lock for them, but it's not going right. to happen. I, I don't so, think – you guys were all telling me during our home league draft because I took uh, Contreras, oh, he's going to get traded to the Yankees. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I, I mean, it could be a midseason thing, but this early, the, the, the pitchers need the continuity. It, but and just to add to that, Kyle is red hot this summer. He yep. is not being drafted anywhere. In a regular draft, he's a free agent. Two-catch a league. He's the perfect catcher, too. All right. All right. Um, do you think that you have any deficiencies on your team? I mean, 
you, you could believe it or I'm not, you, you could be concerned with saves because you, you're backed up Hendricks with Scott Barlow. Yeah, it's not uh, not ideal. And then uh, a risk with Stecken Rider. So you kind of got shut out on the on the second closer. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the uh, the bidding for probably a second closer. Um, you know, I mean, with a team this deep, we all know what thirty teamers are not a good bench. I mean, if you look at my bench, it's kind of just hoping and praying at this point. Um, I I've right. always been a fan of Brian Anderson. Tyler Wade is not a starter in Anaheim, but he's a very good stolen base material. Yeah, he could lead your team in freaking steals, believe it or not. And, and he's got the third base short and outfit eligibility. So if he's starting, Madam loves him. Madam loves him. It doesn't matter if he's starting or not, he's going to play. Yeah. Right. I mean, just I think my bench might be my weak point. Edward Cabrera was kind of like a round 29, round 30 flyer, hoping for the best. Uh, Bubik, I think, is having a pretty hot spring for the Royals. Um, yeah, and Pache is a day one starter for Oakland. But if you look at a stat, if you look at a stat, what's I was saying, Oakland has not spent a single dollar on free agents this this year, which is crazy. Yep. Uh, Most of these bench guys are all flyers that like you're just and drop crossing and praying, and half of them are going to drop. Yeah, I'll probably drop Cabrera this Sunday. It was just uh, hope he gets called up to the team. If not, see what happens. All right, cool. All right, Andy, you picked out of the ten spot, I believe. Yep. All right. So, so how, did you have any, any particular? I know you had mentioned. I wish you would have done it. I wish you would have done it, but you didn't do it. I know. I know where you're going. He's talking about the Grom, tenth overall. There was actually a, a a main event team. Somebody took the Grom at second overall. Wow. Second. Like, where where where'd the Grom go again? You, uh, I, I, I could pull it up for you. I think he went to 10 You missed him range. on the turn back. He went to 10 and 12 range, I think. Yeah. So I took Mookie Betts at 10. That's a good pick. Right. And it's and funny, that, too, because if, if you look at the previous drafts, like like months ago, the Grom was going like later on. I got, in the, I got from 24 to 30. In yeah. All, it's my, insane. all my best ball drafts. I was, I and if he's healthy, he's. He's probably the top three pitcher if he's fully healthy. Oh, Max was gone. DeGrom was gone because I took Bueller uh, in the second round. That's your guy. Yeah. All right. So what else? Let, let's look through your team. So then you took uh, multi-eligible player Marcus Simeon in, a, in a, a new setting this year, but still a solid ball player. Uh, Edwin Diaz to shore up some saves. Um, ooh, Simeon, you, you paired him with – Jonathan India, that's that's pretty nice. And then you took Jose yeah. Barrios as your SP two. Um, yeah. Not bad, not bad. You reach for your second saves pretty early. Oh, talk uh, about Tommy Edmond, yeah. man. That that was the pick that was like kind of out of character for you. Why'd you do that? Yeah, uh, just because uh, I wanted uh, Miles Straw, and I think Miles Straw went right before me. And I was like, you know what? I was like, this guy is similar to Miles Straw. He could steal thirty bases. He's gonna pop ten home runs. He plays multiple positions. So I just thought in this league, which is a daily league, having all these guys with eligibility, you could just move all over the place. So I thought it was a nice reach. I liked it. Yeah, you know who got Miles Straw, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you need steals. <laughs> so I was looking at uh, Jazz or Edmund, and I was between the two. And uh, I almost actually drafted both, and I let Edmund slide. And Yeah, I think, I think you're thinking about Ed- – Chisholm because I, I I think I got straw a little bit a little bit later than okay, maybe, seven. Maybe. Yeah, I think I I think I got him in the tenth. So I took 
um, uh, Melanson in round eight because yeah. I, that was the yeah. last closer that I felt confident with. I didn't want to start uh, chasing like you guys started doing before. With, yeah, uh, Scott. I, I, I reached. I reached on my second. Uh, the key. The key to that was in my bench round. I think the the last, the second to last pick on the draft. I took Ian Kennedy just in case. Just Brilliant. in case. Um, so I can switch him out of there. Uh, and then after that, uh, I just started going. I grabbed my first catcher at ten, which uh, was Tyler Stevenson. Uh, and then I, in the next couple of rounds, I grabbed some uh, power with uh, uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, later in the draft, I took Big Delson out with like in, towards my bench rounds, I think. But I took Ben, ben Tendi, Duvall, Candelaria, all guys I like. Yuri Gurriel to really bump up that average. Um, right. he, he Andrew cool. Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, round eighteen, and then he got hurt that day. You know, so <laughs> what happens? And then Andrew Haney, who they love in LA, and then he got blown up on TV <laughs> that we were watching. So that was he, one I definitely blow, regret. He got blown up so bad, you're like the next pick. I'm like, I gotta take Nick Pavetta. <laughs> yeah, I took Nick Pavetta, and I almost got a pen thrown at me. And then, um, and then I backed up my uh, closer role in round 24 with my boy Lamette. You know, I definitely yeah, wanted to back up my my, and then I took of a flyer on Merrill Kelly. Uh, my last uh, pick of the draft. And then with uh, my bench, uh, I went with high upside guys who could be up in the first two months and really help. Grayson Rodriguez uh, took uh, Josh Lowe. Um, and then uh, 120 uh, spots past his ADP. I took Shane Boz. Uh, he was uh, 120 ADP. I got him around 240th pick overall. And he's not that bad. It, you know, for a team that needed a some more higher echelon pitchers, I think that was the guy to get. So right, overall, cool. well, I'm happy. I I I I personally I, I got I drew the 15 spot, which is it's 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 a good place to be in, but there's a challenge with this that when you're on one of the turns in a 15 team league, you have to throw ADP out the window and you got to get your guy. And and sometimes that means reaching, right? And I did my share of that. So, you know, I said me and Zach Braff were kind of ba battling from, from jump, and he put me on the sweat for the first pick. I wanted to go Trout. Trout Scherzer was my, my dream uh, draft, and he, he took Trout from me. Uh, so I went Scherzer Freeman, and the only reason I took Freeman was because of position scarcity, which I ended up regretting later because a lot of my targets, such as Walsh, who you took, Andy, and Crone and and Reese Hoskins were all there at spots that I was comfortable with. So I probably could have gotten away with not taking Freeman. I could have gone pocket aces. I could have potentially taken, uh, you know, Ozzy Albies or something like that. But I did go with Freeman. Uh, on the 3-4 turn, I had to reach twice because these are two guys that I'm I'm sold on and I have to have uh, – you know, if you if you look at ADP, I jumped about fifty spots for Chris Bryant, but you know he he wasn't he wasn't coming back to me in thirty picks later in the fifth round. It just wasn't going to happen. Get and, your guy. You know, if, if you're going to be in an industry league, you have to plant your flag on your guys. And him and Rosarena are that this year. The next turn, I went with Altuve, who was one of my highest owned players this year. Um, Trevor Rogers, who is you know, I mean, this is. Let, let me define my brand. Here we go. So <laughs> Scherzer, Freeman, Arena, Bryant, Altuve, Trevor Rogers, Christian Yelich, Tyler Molly. Uh, then 
I, I kind of got saved for myself on, on, on this one. I was going to double tap with uh, Kniebel and Trinan, and Braff took heard, Trinan from me. I heard you. And I was a little upset, but then I'm like, I think you just saved me for myself, and it worked out for me because Kniebel's pretty much loaded into the role if he could stay healthy, and I ended up with Miles Straw as the, on the second part of that turn in the 10th round. Um, and then, you know, I took Clevenger. Uh, the, the first pick that really was kind of difficult for me, but I was so far behind in, in power was Nelson Cruz. I wasn't comfortable clogging up that utility spot in the 12th round, but I also said to myself, I'm like, how many times have you taken Otani in the first round and clogged up a utility in the first round? So why not take 40 home runs from Nelson Cruz, who was recruited by Juan Soto to play in Washington because he wanted some protection. So, uh, that's my guy. Then we took Trevor Bauer in the 13th, raised a few eyebrows there, but we've talked about that plenty. Um, other notable picks, Charlie Blackman was a painful one for me in the 16th because I was going to take Joey Gallo. I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Joey Gallo, and then I'm going to take Madrigal with him, and I'm going to put them together, and I'm going to get 45 home runs, 20 steals, 260, and – like a 90-90 a, a player combined from those two. I'm like, that's beautiful. Then I chickened out and I took Charlie Blackman, who's just safe and boring. So you're saying that you're hard. so you're saying that you think Gallo's only gonna hit 34 home runs this year. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, with <laughs> Nikki's eleven, so yeah. <laughs> I was going for 43 and two, buddy. All right, I'm thinking 40, 45 and zero. Right. Um and Wrigley though, you never know with the wind. So Jeremy Jeremy Pena and Robert Suarez at the nineteen twenty turn is one of my favorite turns I could possibly make. Uh, we'll see if Suarez works out. Uh, I I hit the the max on Adley Rutschman, which was a little crazy, but you know whatever, man. He was there as my second catcher behind Zanino. Why not? I'm in. Um, and then I just kind of filled the team out. Nothing crazy. A uh, co couple of. Uh, Couple of flyers, like we said, Tyrone T Taylor. We talked about earlier. Uh, J JT Brubaker. I, I I heard the the Pirates manager on the radio saying he was his favorite player in camp. So I'm like, ah, I'll just watch him once or twice and and see if there's something there. And then you know I filled it out with Jake Fraley, Anthony Bass, and Strasburg, who are all shoot for the moon type players. So we'll see. I I, I think we've all done well enough that we should all be competitive overall. There's some holes. I definitely need some more power, but that's the easiest thing to find on the waiver wire overall. Definitely. All right. Andy, did you prepare a throwback player for us today or not? I did not. I did not because oh, uh, Nick started Baby Duty. I have to, I'm the closer for Baby ah. Duty tonight. So <laughs> I, gotta, I, have, I have limited time right now. I got to run. Yep. I hear you, man. I'll come, I'll come back with some. I'll have one for Wednesday. All right. Cool. Cool. Nick, you have anything intelligent you want to add before we head out of here? When you're drafting this weekend, if you're drafting this weekend, last round or two, go draft the top holds person possible. Because who knows? Maybe that person is going to be your uh, 25, 30% bid come uh, first, second week of the season. Yep. Hell yeah. Listen, the bottom line is that between the three of us, we've drafted over 60 teams this year. So. Even if you don't think we know what we're talking about, uh, we've been through it. So, <laughs> like, you may not like the way that I build a team, 
but I can tell you what's going to be there and, and, and what risks you need to take as well as these two guys can do it the same. So hit us up if you have your home league draft coming up this week. Like I said, I got one more to go. It's one that I'm excited about. I, it's actually Andy Spateri's home league that I get to represent him. And I'm proud of that. So yep. I'm going to win it for him this year and take home uh, all that cash. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been fun. It's been the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. This guy is Trader Andy at AMAC22NJ. I'm at JTrella20, the first man in the history of Twitter at NMimi. We're here for you guys. Trevor, thanks for all you do. Take us on out of here. Peace, guys. Oh.